Hello, and welcome to Mortals and Portals, a Pathfinder real play podcast. I am your host and GM, Zach, and joining me at the table is... Adam, and I play Jules. I'm Joel, and I play Dax. I'm Ryan, but you can call me Ryu. Darren, and I play Waltz. Yeah, so we're not saying classes anymore, so if you forget, go back to episodes one through six, because we, we figured that was kind of... Go back to school yeah, if you want yeah. class. Just start it all over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool phrase, Ryan. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, go back to school. Yeah, so last time, you guys had your battle with Rigorn and Krim and a bunch of Drake Knights. Yeah, it was pretty epic. Uh, Dax shot down the drake. Ryu cut off its head. Jules threw a trident in the back of Krim. And Waltz just did all sorts of crazy things, including sending a horse at Commander Krim and healing people in the middle of battle and bashing people with shields and catching shields and all that. And you guys won. But at what cost? Because our beloved Digsby had to rescue Dax from a collapsing tower with a very timely wheelbarrow. And he shuttled him out of the way, but in the process, was lost in the rubble. And you guys dug him out, you triaged him, you called over Toriel, you looked him over. And our poor halfling friend did not have a pulse. And Toriel looked up to you in sadness and relayed this information. And that is where we ended our session. So that's where we're going to start our session. You guys are in a smoky dust-filled Karos with rubble all around. You're covered in dirt, cuts. There's a dead drake nearby. People are starting to come out of their homes or wherever they sheltered during the battle. You're looking down at Digsby. So I'll kick it over to you guys. Toriel, are you sure there's nothing else we can do? Is there anywhere we can take him? I'm afraid not, Dax. Uh, I'm afraid oh, he's God. he's dead. I, I'm so sorry. And uh, you see her kind of cover her face looking like she's trying to hide some tears and turns her back to you guys. I sit down next to Digsby and um, just put my hand on his leg or whatever and just kind of sit with him for a minute, head down. I'll do the same thing and kind of join him. Uh, I'll kind of keep a hand on him as I'm trying to heal him, and I want to do a uh, religion check if I can. Okay. And I just want to sense uh, if I can feel any, like, like good or bad energy, like if he's maybe moved on to like a better place, if he's at peace or anything like that. Makes sense. I got a 10. Okay, I think that's fitting. So um, we're not going to dive into all this now, but the the religion of Keldora is pretty vague and undefined and people have a lot of different beliefs, um, but a lot of people do believe that there is a analogous version of heaven and hell called Elysium and Asunder. Maybe, Waltz, you don't exactly know what you felt about that, but you know you've been experiencing a lot of new things in the past few days and maybe kind of changing your perspective on some stuff, and you're just trying to see if you can sense that. And you're really not sure. It's almost like whenever you start to feel a little uplifting, you look at Digsby and just think about how unfair it is. As I'm feeling that, then I'll turn to Dax almost with like some joy in my face. You know, Maybe uh, I'm trying to like deceive him with the joy. But I'll say, uh, hey, uh, Dax, do you, uh, you feel that, don't you? Feel what? Well, uh, Digsby's, uh, he's not, he's not here with us anymore, but I think that's okay, because, because what I feel is that he's in a, he's in a beautiful orchard. Uh, you know, there's oh, apples yeah? everywhere, and, uh, <laughs> you know, the grass is green, and the sun's out, and he's with his, uh, horse, you know, and he's, uh, 
in a better place, even happier than he was here. As you say that, his horse saunters up and starts to sniff his body and kind of Come hoof, on, Zach. hoof around and <laughs> snort a little bit and try and nudge his body. And then it looks to you, Waltz. As I'm, you know, got my hand on Digsby and I'm looking towards Dax, trying to tear, cheer uh, Dax up, I'll just, you know, n- kind of know where the horse is and stick out my other hand and just kind of start petting its head. Hmm. Well, I admire your uh, your positivity, Waltz. I think this town could use that right now. You kind of see a little bit of a crowd starting to form around you, kind of in a half circle of people gawking a little bit and looking at the drake and uh, murmuring to themselves as well. Yeah, I'll look to Dax and I'll say uh, quietly, I'll I'll look, uh, kind of do a head gesture to Jules and uh, Ryu. I'll say, Dax, I think uh, these two back here could use our positivity a little bit too. And I'll just kind of uh, gesture over to them and see how they're reacting. Ryu will have, after seeing Digsby's hand sticking out of the rug, uh, the rubble earlier and attempting to sense his presence and not sensing anything, will have accepted Digsby's death before it was even confirmed by Toriel or anything like that. So from that moment, he had already kind of stood up and just kind of been waiting for everyone else's reaction to that. Um, and so now I'll look to Toriel and I'll say, Toriel. She kind of wipes her face a little bit and tries to dry dry her tears and looks to you and says, uh, uh, yes, yes, Rio. And I just look down to my right arm and I'll kind of motion it outwards and there'll be blood kind of streaming down it from when I was stricken by the drake and I'll just kind of nod my head at the arm motioning towards her. Uh, oh, uh, yes, I'm um, sorry. Um, just trying to compose herself and let's out a big sigh. Um, you can tell your warrior ethos, your hardenedness to this situation was a little off-putting to her and she's trying to quickly compose herself and realize that there's more to do and asks you to take a seat and starts pulling out some bandages and some things to start working on you. While she's treating me, I'll speak to the group and I'll say, we should move quickly. If there's one thing I can say for certain, when they realize that this group of Drake Knights won't be returning, they'll confirm where we are and they'll send others, likely in larger numbers. I heard some of them fleeing and any that survived will now have further intel on how this most recent group fared against us. I'm sure they won't take any risks the next time around. So, for this town's sake, we should make haste. I agree. But he deserves a burial. Would you help me? Mm, I find that admissible, but we really shouldn't waste time. I'll, I'll put my uh, hand on Ryu, and I'll say, Ryu, you know uh, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Digsby. He deserves a burial, and we can give him that. I wouldn't be here for sure. He, he needs one. I'll stand up and motion to Jules. Um, what what did you have in mind? I'll poke my head up above the crowd and uh, my head will stop towards the, the town center where the, the two roads uh, intersect. And I'll turn back to Dax. I'll say, we need stones, cloth, and uh, some, of, some of his apples. Uh, I'll smirk and... Yeah, apples. Makes sense. I'll get the apples. Would you get the stones? You got it. And I'll uh, head off 
and start gathering stones. Waltz, would you gather the linen enough to wrap his body? Uh, yeah, I'm on it. Thank you. Do what you feel you need to do, but I must speak with Dunadest. And then I'll, as Toriel's finishing up whatever wrappings or anything that she's doing, I'll try to get a sense of where Dunadest is if he's within my 30-foot radius. She healed you for 10 hit points, and you're trying to look for Dunadest, so you stand up and you see him working his way through the crowd and stopping here and there to put his hand on the shoulder of someone and try and counsel them and, you know, talk to them a little bit, calm the crowd, and move his way through towards you so you can kind of sense his aura amidst the crowd since he's a little more familiar to you. I nod my head at Toriel and I make my way towards Dunadest. She grabs you as you're walking off and says, I know you're a warrior, but Digsby wasn't, and he was just trying to help. And I don't think I've ever seen him as enthusiastic as he was when you guys strolled into town. And she releases your hand. I pause for a moment, considering whether I even want to respond. And I'll take a step away, but I'll turn my head back and I'll say, One day you'll learn. Mourning isn't efficient. If we lose focus, more will die. And I'll make my way towards Dunadest. Okay, so you make your way up to Dunadest and you hear him talking to some people like, Yes, yes, calm down. We'll need to clear the rubble. We'll need to clear the rubble. And some of them are nodding and starting to move around. And he goes, Oh, Ryu. Dunadest. Yes. Fine fighting out there. That was magnificent. Uh, never seen anything quite like it. Ryu kind of brushes that off because he's not feeling great about his performance. Dunadest, I understand now the significant threat that these Drake Knights pose to Nisserine. I do believe we are the only ones capable of stopping them. I agree. I would like to provide our assistance, but do you think if we were able to take care of the Drake Knights and Sindor, you would assist us in understanding the nodes, finding some way off this island, getting us home? Well, Ryu, if you defeat Sindor and the Drakes, you could simply sail. The reason we cannot sail off this island is the Drakes guard the coast. We wouldn't make it far, and we'd be sitting ducks. There would be no need for nodes. Where would sailing take us? Well, you could go to Kyria, the mainland. But I'm afraid we're getting ahead of ourselves. It was very simple to say such things. Kill the drakes, defeat Sindor. But doing it is another matter entirely. I'm afraid we will all need to discuss our next steps. But first, we must pay our respects to Digsby. And he chokes up a little bit. I understand. Thank you. And he puts his hand on your shoulder and says, But I promise we will deal with Sindor. I'm afraid now we don't have a choice. And he turns away from you and continues walking through the crowd, telling people to what to do, directing people. You see Ira, well, you sense Ira, I suppose, for you. Come up to him. She was the one with the hatchet when you guys walked into town and took you to the healer, and he's commanding her, and she clearly has some authority around here, and, and she's instructing people. They're starting to clean things up and um, just do what they can to be constructive in this moment. So uh, I'd imagine that we've all kind of gathered what we needed to. Yep. I'll help 
I guess do who all does like anyone want to like wrap him? Yeah, I'll kind of uh I'm assuming the horse is still by and I'll just kind of lay out the linen and you know, pick his body up and drop it in it and you know, maybe keep petting the horse as he kind of keeps sniffing down and Walt says you set him down and you're going to wrap him. You see in his big front pocket on his overalls a piece of parchment sticking out. Uh, I'll slowly look down at it and just kind of reach in, grab it, and uh, open it up. Yeah, so you pull this piece of parchment out, and it was this folded piece of paper, and you open it. And at the top, you see names underlined, and you see this long list. Some of these words have lines through them. Some have question marks by them. And you see the words Apple Army with a line through it. And you see Knights of Nisserine with a line through it. You see Drake Destroyers with a line through it. You see Digsby's crew with a question mark. A few other ones with lines through it. And then the very last one with a stain of blood across it with no line through it. It just says, my friends. Oh, my oh, God. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm, like, tearing up over here. Come on. <laughs> I told myself I wasn't going to cry. As uh, as Waltz is looking down at that, um, he'll just notice that the words start to get a little bit more blurry each time he kind of goes down, and uh, um, some drops of water will kind of fall on it, and he'll kind of wipe his eyes, and when he gets to the bottom, he'll just... Uh, kind of fold the paper back up as he reads that last word and put it in his pocket, and he'll just take a moment down there, kind of looking to the left and right and trying to hide any other tears that are about to fall. And he'll finish wrapping up uh, Digsby. I'll um, I'll step up. Walt, are you ready? As uh, I just kind of like hang my head down and slowly stand up, maybe pushing off one leg and then pushing off the other. I'll take a big breath, turn around, and uh, say, yeah, Jules, uh, I think we're ready. And uh, I want to take out the piece of parchment and hand it to him and put my hand on his shoulders. I will kind of walk past him. I'll uh, I'll open it up and I'll read it. And I'll kind of chuckle. Um, you know, tear falls down my cheek and falls off my the end of my chin. And... <sighs> I'll turn and puff my chest. I'll walk towards the the center of town and I'll start to dig dig a hole right in the center. Uh, Dax, would you place the stones in a circle around this hole? Yeah, you got it. Thank you. And uh, after I've finished digging a deep enough hole, I'll gesture to Walt to lay him in. Yeah. You notice uh, the crowd is starting to wander up. If people have hats on, they're taking them off, and everyone's being very somber and, and quiet, and you hear sniffles and just people kind of muttering to themselves and consoling one another. Um, Digsby was a very big personality and well-known around here, and um, you can tell it's impacted the town of Karos. So uh, after Waltz lays Digsby in the grave, um, I'll take out one of the apples, and uh, I'll break it in half, and I'll dig out the seeds, and I'll place them on top of Digsby's body. And then um, I'll start covering him up with dirt, and uh, I'll turn to the crowd, 
and I'll say, there are few in this life that can find the joy in that all their days, regardless of the situations that uh, surround them. And Digsby was a shining example of one that has found this happiness, and I thought it would be no greater reminder for all of us to live as Digsby did than to have one of his apple trees to bring a smile to those that walk by it, to grab an apple and maybe receive some of his happiness into ourselves. As you say, you see a lot of people smile and think of clearly like a fond memory they have of Digsby and just rubbing each other's backs and sniffling and you can tell that your words are resonating with the crowd. We haven't been here very long, but uh, from the time that we have been, I can tell that Digsby was the best of us. I will always remember him. And then I'll take out my ocarina and um, I'll play a very somber song. You guys wouldn't know this, but it's it's a tune that uh, that Jules plays anytime he's lost a, a friend at sea. So it's like an old sailor shanty melody. And, but yeah. I will he's not kinda, have you roll for this because... You won't have me roll? <laughs> Thank God. I, I don't want Jules. this one to be the bad one. <laughs> I know Jules. <laughs> the one bad one is like, this, this guy sucks. Well. He's really bringing <laughs> yeah. this funeral down. The entire crowd listens to the entirety of your song and just sways to it and is very quiet and peaceful. And you can tell that your words and your music did as much as anyone could expect to lift the spirits of everyone and remind them of the type of halfling that Digsby was. Waltz will, uh, maybe as uh, Jules is finishing up his song, he kind of want to, you know, he wants to like nervously maybe go up in front of all the people and uh, Waltz will clear his throat and be like, uh, hey, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, excuse me, I'm, uh, my name's Waltz. Uh, you know, I'm actually from a, from a place, you know, far away from here. Uh, me and my dad had a butcher shop together. It was pretty good. Hey, and, Waltz. Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Benjam, good to see you this again. This is Waltz, everybody. Yeah. This is Waltz, everybody. <laughs> He's Anyways, uh, Benjam. Everybody uh, listen. Trying to tell a story here, <laughs> oh, sorry, Benjam. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no problem. That's all right. Uh, you can you can have the stand next if you want to tell a story after me. That's fine. Oh, no, no, I can't. I couldn't possibly. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, me and my father had a butcher shop together. And remember when I was a little kid, I was uh, saving up for this toy. And my father said if I could sell these last three pieces of meat, then we could get me that toy. And I was so excited. And uh, I remember the days almost closing. I just had one more to sell. And instead of letting me sell it, my father takes that piece of meat and he gives it to one of our neighbors for free and I couldn't understand that. I said, Dad, I was going to get my new toy. Why'd you do that? And he says, uh, son, listen, they, uh, they need it a little bit more than we do right now and there's something that I want you to remember and that's that there's nothing more valuable in this world than a friend and that's what, those, uh, that's what our neighbors are to us. Son, they're friends. And, you know, that's what Digsby was uh, to all of us. He's the most valuable thing in the world, a friend. I'll say, Benjamin, uh, you want to... Yeah, thank you, Benjamin. Were you talking about me? 
No, I was clearly <laughs> talking about Digsby, <laughs> Benjamin. Oh, I'm sorry. That was what this sorry. whole thing was about. <laughs> yeah, In no way was that about you at all. Okay. All right. All right but I know you you're are kidding, a, but okay. Yeah, you're a friend too, but listen, this is not about you today. The entire time you were telling that story, people were nodding, and you could tell it was hitting home with them. And a friend is just a great way to encompass Digsby and how he was thought of here. I'll uh, just step down from the uh, little stand and kind of maybe go back with my with my friends. I'll I'll put my hand on your shoulder, give you a good squeeze. Benjamin kind of awkwardly followed you over, like kind of <laughs> standing where you guys are standing now. Oh gosh. <laughs> And he's breathing out of his mouth. Zach's hey, we can't we can't show that we like this guy, but Zach's gonna kill this dude off too. <laughs> if you love mouth. Benjamin Norton. <laughs> Walt, can you dig another hole? <laughs> yeah, let's make this one twelve feet deep, just to be sure. <laughs> yeah. That's the true test of my GM skills. Can I make everyone sad when Benjamin the mouth breather dies? <laughs> Benjamin the mouth breather. Breather. <laughs> For those of you that glance over and see Dax, you will see him head down, kind of fidgety, because after all, he's a rogue. He doesn't want to be seen. He doesn't want to be the center of attention. His, you know, he's lived his whole life with people not looking at him, specific, like on purpose, not having people look at him. So he is kind of fighting internally with wanting to say something about Digsby and also not, you know, not wanting all eyes on him. So what you see instead is Dax pulls out a piece of paper and um, starts scribbling on it. He'll walk over to the grave and just kneel down, tears in his eyes, and place the paper in the dirt and kind of brush some dirt over it, cover it, and bury it at the base of it. Um, I'll go over to, to Dax, and I'll kneel down next to him after he's done that and just kind of wrap my arm around him. I didn't deserve what he did. Before we showed up, he was he was living his best life. He was doing his own thing, and he lost his life saving mine. And I'm struggling to figure out why why that's fair. I'll uh I'll take out the piece of paper that Walt's handed to me earlier and I'll open it up and I'll hand it over to Dax and I'll say I think Digsby knew why. Dax will uh take it into his hands and look at it and just kind of like sink back in his seat and just put his head between his knees kind of and just start crying but not say anything. I'll give Dax's shoulder a squeeze and I'll stand back up and uh, I'll give Walt a look and, and kind of nod my head. And then um, I'm actually going to just start walking towards the docks, kind of make my way through the crowd. I'll start heading that way. I'll just, uh, I'll kind of stay by, by Dax until he kind of composes himself. What's Ryu doing? For you will have been present for the funeral, but didn't make a large effort to make his way to the front, probably with some of the scattered folk in the back. And while hearing a lot of the words that were said, was probably more concerned with contemplating 
his next moves. And um, after kind of sensing maybe that Jules took off towards the docks, perhaps misread the situation a little bit and consider that he has taken his time to mourn and is now ready to converse about what we should be doing next. And I'll also make my way towards the docks after Jules. Okay, Jules, so you're working your way through the crowd. People are starting to disperse once again. Dunadast sees you walking by and he goes, uh, Jules, uh, lad. Uh, yes, Dunadast. Um, those were beautiful words, that ceremony. It was very fitting. Thank you for doing that. Of course. Where I come from, it is very important to honor those that have fallen. Digsby certainly earned his funeral. He sure did. Listen, I I don't mean to be insensitive or interrupt his due ceremony, but I'm afraid we have much to discuss. Things are in motion that cannot be undone, and we must continue forward. Ryu will catch up to both Jules and Dunadas at this point and say, uh, Dunadast, Jules, I'm glad you both are here. As I mentioned before, we should make haste. There's no telling how soon the Drake Knights might come back, and it's best if we aren't here when they do. I couldn't agree more. If you could gather our other companions and uh, maybe find a spot at the tavern for us to converse, uh, I'll join you shortly. There's something I must do first. It won't take long. Uh, similarly, I know I said we must make haste, but there's something I also need to take care of. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Oh, no. It's been coming for two episodes. I'm sorry. I just couldn't not have it. It's true. Like, canonically, we need to address it. Jules, it you, see, uh, you see Dunadass make, like, a somewhat twisted, slightly grossed out face because he knows exactly what he's talking about since he farted right in front of him earlier. Because, yes, well, we'll want to clear mind for what we're about to discuss so what did you say you my need, stomach but... is gurgling over the noise of dunadast's voice yeah, he's trying to talk over the sound of <laughs> we'll need to meet in the tavern when you have to you go to you met what's the and we're back <laughs> uh, i will see you there and he turns around and you see him start gesturing to certain people like uh toriel kelween ira and he starts making his way towards the tavern uh now that i've gotten through the crowd i'll book it more i'll be walking at a pretty brisk pace knowing that uh that we're wanting to meet and discuss a plan so and i don't think we need to check in on what we doing i was gonna say i looked to my left and i looked <laughs> Can to my you make right some sort of role <laughs> yeah. i still don't know where the bathroom is what kind of role can we do for this uh dude it sees you like trying to sense things and he says lad uh 50 paces Just- to your right there's a there's a tree line to my right, I start going to the left. Other way, turn around. Uh, 50, I spin. 50 paces. 52 I paces point with now. with my finger. Yes, yes there you uh, go. 52. <laughs> yes, I'll see I you nod in the my head. <laughs> yes. And he walks off. Glad we got that in there in this morning episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. We do it all Shirts here at Mortals and Mortals. At first, <laughs> I thought you meant like the time of day morning. I'm like, what? Are we? It's not morning at all. <laughs> Jules, as you're walking towards the docks, Edwin jogs up to you and he goes, Jules, Jules. Edwin, are you all right? Yes, uh, thanks to you. That was, that was so cool. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, you stood up to the Drake Knights. Uh, 
I, I, I was never worried. I, I knew you guys would stop him. Uh, thank you. And he gives you a big hug. Oh, yes. You're most welcome, Edwin. And I'll kneel down and I'll kind of tossle his hair a little bit. I'll say, run along now. Uh, we'll, we'll catch up later. I have much to discuss. Right. And he, he turns to walk away, takes two steps and stops. And he says, oh, and I'm sorry about your leader, uh, Digsby. He, he was the best. And then he turns away and jogs back. Um, I'll watch him run, run off. And to myself, I'll say, he certainly was. And then I'll continue to head to the, to the docks. All right. So yeah, Jules, you walk unimpeded to the docks. I'll walk to the end of the docks and, um, I'll start taking my equipment off and setting it down. I'll take my shirt off as well. And I will dive into the water and uh, swim around. Can I make a perception check for any sort of like coral reef? Yeah, absolutely. Or any sort of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, 22. Nice. Yeah, so you dive into the water and you can't help but glance over at the boats real quick from under the water and you just see all the barnacles and how unkept it is. and. You shake your head and glance back deeper into the water, and you don't see a lot right where you're at, but you see some fishes swimming in a specific direction, and you follow them a bit and then find a nice, beautiful spot, a small coral reef. Um, I'll swim over to there and uh, find a nice little section I can kind of sit and take my ocarina out and play a song for the little fishies. They all start to swirl around you. Fish are coming from all over the reef and it looks very beautiful and the way they swim is almost following the rhythm of your song like they're dancing they're dancing uh it's definitely giving me uh, a sense of home and some comfort after everything that just happened so i'll uh i'll finish out the song and i'll tell the fish thank you they flutter their fins a little bit um and wiggle because you know you can't understand fish in return yet but you do know that you can kind of pick up on their body language and they can understand you and they seem happy and pleased to see one of your kind before i leave i just tell them we will fix this and then i swim away and uh start heading back to the to the tavern gather my things and walk back so you emerge from the water renewed with new shimmery yes feeling refreshed yeah <laughs> looking absolutely gorgeous just episode one status. in the sunlight. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Can we canonically make fish talk the rock bottom language? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how well that translates to the mic. But oh my God. Perhaps. All right. Uh, Rio, you're all done. You find a nice leaf. Get yourself cleaned up. <laughs> yeah. What I, what I definitely do for real, though, is take care of my business, and then I'll just make my way towards the tavern as well. Maybe I end up passing by um, Dax and Waltz on the way. Don't know. To uh, make sure I'm going the right direction, then they're the only thing within my radius. So I'll go up to them and I'll say, Waltz, Dax, would one of you please escort me to the tavern? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's, uh, let's, get, let's be productive. Um, Hey, Waltz, uh, did you see Edwin anywhere? Uh, yeah, I think I saw him run past uh, Jules back there. 
Yeah, you see him uh, working his way back to the crowd and just trying. He's actually trying to help out and picking up rubble and things like that. Okay. Um, Waltz Ryu, will you uh, will you guys meet me at the tavern? I'm gonna go talk to Edwin quick. Yeah, no problem, buddy. And uh, I'll take the horse, and I'm assuming I still kind of have the horse, and maybe just holding onto its rope and walking with it, not on it or anything. You're definitely picking up somber vibes from the horse. Its heads down, and it kind of nudges you a few times. Yeah, I'll just kind of keep putting my hand on it and you know petting its mane and stuff. Yeah, and I'll just walk it over to the tavern with Ryu. Okay. Uh, so Dax, you start walking towards Edwin. He's moving some rubble. He's picking up small blocks, but throwing it and trying to do what he can. Hey, uh, Edwin, uh, you got a second? Uh, oh, yeah. And he, he throws the block down and he turns around. And he's like, thank you guys so much for, for what you did. You guys are amazing. I mean, I don't know what we would have done without you guys. Thank you for saving me. And he uh, goes up and gives you a hug as well. Oh, well, I, I appreciate it, Edwin. But, you know, we're we're just doing what we can. Just like you are. How you're helping out around here, it's it's all the same. Oh, hey, yeah. look, um, can I task you with something just as important? Uh, uh, yeah, he throws whatever block he had down. He's like, what, what is it? Dax will put his hand on, his sh- on Edwin's shoulder. I need you to do what you can to uh, watch over Digsby's orchard. R- seriously? Really? Uh, y- yeah, I could do that. I mean, I, I love his apples, and-, and, he- and I used to go up there in the, in the summers, and-, and he would show me around, and uh, he was trying to teach me... He doesn't have kids, and he kind of just starts rambling and saying all, like way more information than he needs to. But you can tell that he was actually pretty close to Digsby and understands how his orchard works. And sure, hey, 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 I, I, I can tell you're excited, and and I know you'll need help. But can you promise me you'll you'll keep an eye on it and ask for help from from those you think can can help you take care of that? You got it. Uh, anything for Digsby's crew, and he um, salutes you. <laughs> You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that, Edwin. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. My bad. And Dax will put his hand out just for a handshake. He, you can tell he's trying to firmly shake your hand, but it's yep. the strength of a kid. Aw. All righty, I'll, um, I'll see you around, but uh, good talking to you. Yeah. And then I'll head to the tavern. He, and he takes a moment and he's smiling to himself, thinking what a great honor he's just had. And but then a smile kind of fades as he thinks of why he got it. Right. And he sighs and turns back to the rubble and starts helping out again. All right, so the four of you, kind of at staggered times, but pretty close together, all make your way into Bumblebrooks, the tavern, once again. And you look around and see some people are sitting at the same table, some are at the bar, some people are standing with their arms crossed. But in there, you see Dunadast, Kelleen, and her little sister Poppy next to her. You see Toriel, Ira, and you guys are all sort of walking in together. And then you notice that Benjamin followed you in as well. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, no. I can sense him. He's breathing hey, directly Benjamin, on your neck. <laughs> uh, I was wondering if you could do something real important for us. But uh, if you're not up to it, please let me know. Uh, it's a really important task. Oh, yeah. Anything. Do you think you could... Uh, Keep lookout for the Drake Knights outside, and if you see them getting too close, uh, run in and let yeah, us know. Yeah, there's one right. There's one right there. Uh, and you look out the window and see a guy tied up with a double broken nose, kind of squirming in his restraints, and he's yelling profanities <laughs> at people that are moving rubble. You mean that one? Yeah, I do. 
<laughs> I guess I can go watch him. I don't think he's going anywhere. They tied him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, go, uh, go. Keep your eye on him, there, Benjamin. That's uh, uh oh, it's important. He's actually a oh, good friend of mine, so make sure uh, he doesn't get hurt too bad. Oh, okay. Uh, he wanders outside, and he's standing exactly two feet from this guy in restraints, who's yelling profanities directly at his face. <laughs> and Benjamin's just standing his ground, <laughs> and then kind of awkwardly looking at you, like, <laughs> <laughs> "Am I doing it? Am I doing it?" <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know we only do one sketch from every episode, but I just I always I just want the whole thing to be animated. Yeah. <laughs> Adam's got plenty of time. He can make us an animated show. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll give Benjamin like two thumbs up and then go back to He gives you a very group. unconfident thumbs up. You can tell he's very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and he just kind of awkwardly shushes the the Drake Knight in restraints. Like, shh, come on, quiet. <laughs> Making me look bad. Waltz, your methods of persuasion in combat are unorthodox, but effective. Yeah, you know, they're hit and miss. They're uh, they're really hit and miss. So every now and then they do really good. And sometimes they get me in a little bit more trouble than uh, I started in, you know? Tell me, are you a hand-to-hand brawler? I don't believe I've ever heard you use any sort of metal. Oh, yeah. I'll use, uh, I'll use metal every now and then. I'll kind of just honestly just use whatever I have around me. Except what's on his belt. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Except what's readily available. <laughs> and made for fighting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just whatever, you know? Everything's a weapon if you're, you know... I don't, I don't know what the end of that <laughs> statement would be, but... <laughs> so tell me, during our first battle with the Drakes, were you using some sort of hammer that sounded obtuse? No, that was actually the uh, bag of apples that I think I used bag of apples and then ryu suddenly realizes potentially waltz is just an idiot and ends the conversation <laughs> and then waltz you realize everyone in the tavern's been staring at you waiting for you to finish your conversation <laughs> i just slowly looked at everybody else very uh confused and almost like um violated that everybody's just like staring at me <laughs> waiting for my conversation to end are you guys finished uh yeah okay well Thank you for gathering here. We have much to discuss. Sindor would have undoubtedly sensed that you have killed Ragorn, and whether he is here on the island or not, he will be coming. Are the four of you willing to see this through to the end? We are. Absolutely. Aye. Uh, yeah. Good. Well, I wish I knew the correct course of action here, but... This will have to be a group decision. You see, Sindor's power is directly linked to the drakes. The three drakes within the three distinct regions of Nisserine. You killed Raegorn. He was the drake of Enoch. So his drake-oriented powers have diminished by a third. Mind you, Sindor is still incredibly powerful in his own right. He is, of course, ages old and possesses knowledge that I could never hope to comprehend and... I do not even know the full extent of his power. That being said, you certainly do not want to face him while he still has the combined power of two more drakes. Though I am not certain we have time to defeat both drakes. If we take too long, he will simply fortify himself in Scale Keep and protect the Arcanor, in which case you will have no hope of retrieving it. Um. So he, he pauses, and you can tell... That he can sense that he's rambling. 
and doesn't necessarily know what you should do, then looks to you all and says, I'm sorry to tell you, but Ragorn was a river drake. By far the weakest species of drake. And we saw how difficult that was, and are the four of you prepared to face perhaps a yet stronger drake? Dunad asked with all due respect. It's not a question of if, but something we must accomplish. So my question for you is, what's the most efficient course of action here? Is there a closer of the two regions? Well, it's the islands cut into equal thirds. Merely pick a direction, though Gainmar houses easily the most formidable of the drakes. Desmar, he is a desert drake. Pegos is home to Forgas. He is a frost drake, uh, a middle ground of the two. And then uh, you see Benjamin walk in and he's like, Hey, hey Waltz, uh, sorry, uh, uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but this guy keeps saying when Sindor gets back, we're in a lot of trouble. Uh, you think we should do anything about that? Benjamin, do we need another funeral? Dude, it asks, hold on. Sorry, Benjamin. You said when he returns? Yeah, yeah, he said when he gets back. Uh, yeah, we're in a lot of trouble. Back from where, Benjamin? That is an excellent question. Um, one of you, could you bring this Drake Knight in here? Perhaps his information could be useful? Yeah, I'll go get him. Me and him are friends. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I know you wanted me to stay outside, but he just, like, wouldn't, uh, yeah. And then so you walk outside, and this Drake Knight is squirming, he goes... Oh, it's you. Uh, take these off of me and we'll settle this for real. Only no more punching in the nose, all right? Yeah, yeah, no problem. All right. Uh, yeah, get yeah, these just off come of with me. me. Yeah, well, just come on in here. We got to we gotta talk can't about get, some I'm stuff. I'm tied up. You idiot. Yeah, I'm, I'm tied up. As as he's doing this, I'm just like kind of like, you know, pushing him or like dragging him I, or whatever. I, oh, maybe with uh, me. No. Uh. Wait, so is he completely tied up, not just his hands? He's like yeah, on he's the ground? Yeah, he's just bound. Okay, I'm just going to, like, pick him up, like, in kind of... This is this all the squirms and everything? <laughs> Come on! Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, I just need to take you in here. You're making this a lot more difficult than it needs to be. I'm obviously obviously a lot stronger than you are, and you're going in here either way, so maybe you can oh, just kind of stop you. it. I'm going right, to kill you. All right, all right. Yeah, that's fine. You just kind of plop him down? <laughs> yeah, I'll throw him on the ground. Oh, God! Oh, Sindor's going to kill all of you. You're in for it. I thought you were going to kill me. If, whatever. If I don't kill you, Sindor will. <laughs> All right. Um, Jules will stand up and walk over to him and kind of kneel down. Our friend here mentioned that you had said Sindor is coming back. Where is he coming back from? Uh, does it even matter? He's going to kill you. I'll ask again. Where is Sindor currently? I don't. I don't exactly know. He doesn't... You know what? I'm not telling you guys anything. I'll slap him. I'll just, like, from ah! over the top, kind of, like, thunderclap the side of his head. <laughs> like, open ah. hand. Yeah, you wouldn't need to tie me up before slapping me again, you fool. Coward. I'll interrupt him and away slap from him me. again. Ah! <laughs> Come on. It ah, stings. My if nose... you want my friend to stop, I suggest that you tell us Seriously? the information we require. Slapping, though. That's just, that's all it's slapping. I'll open hand cup his ear again. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> the Walsh, rings. would you like me to grab your bag of apples? Uh, lads, perhaps we shouldn't resort to torture here. I'll uh, put my hand 
back, just kind of give him give him my hand just to politely let him know that we've got this. I think it's working. <laughs> he, he, he looks I'll uncomfortable but sits back up. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. All right. You want to know where Sindor is? I believe I've asked you twice now. But I can ask you again if you'd uh, prefer my friend have another go. How about this? I'll tell you anything you want to know if you untie me and let me punch this idiot directly in the nose as hard as I can. Dax looks at Waltz with like, um, hmm. I kind of give like the, you know, like the tilted head as well. I'm like, honestly, that does sound like a pretty good deal, boys. I'm, uh, I'm willing to try this. Oh, yeah, yeah let's I do bet it. it does. Yeah, all right. I'll just kind of start untying him. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, dude, Dax <laughs> is like, lads, uh, perhaps do not free the... He has all the I'll information. I'll put my hand back again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, untie him. I'll stand him up. I'll be like, all right, you said it. One punch. That's it. That's all you get. You tell us what you know about Sindor, right? I feel like you guys are kind of p- positioned around him in a bit, a bit of a semicircle. You see him kind of yeah. eyes darting back and forth, looking at who's all around him. He's kind of rubbing his wrists from the tight restraints and looking at windows and at doorways and looking around at everybody. Ryu's going to place his hand on his sword just to be prepared. The moment of you flaying that guy into thirds flashes through his <laughs> mind, and uh, you see him take a big swallow. I feel him looking at me, and I just nod slowly. I'll say, Ryu, no, don't, don't kill him or anything. Let him punch me in the face. He'll tell us, tell us what we need to know. If he gets out of hand, then sure. But uh, yeah, I think, two he, I think he deserves a punch. Two punches. Uh, all right. You punched punch, me sure. twice. Yeah, that's fine. You could have two. Three. Nah, just <laughs> come on. Hey, you're getting a little out of hand here. Two punches and a slap. Two, two punches <laughs> and I won't punch you. Two punches and a slap. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Tie him up. Wait, no, no, two Tie punches. Two punches is fine. Two punches We're is fine. Nowhere. Two, two punches. Yeah, you already two said punches two punches. Fine. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Oh, Number oh. one. Oh, hey, but not, the, hey, nothing below the belt. No, it's in the nose, you idiot. I'm punching you in the nose. All I right. hate you. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he kind of... We'll be friends one day. Yeah. No, <laughs> n- absolutely not. Hey, yeah, he, maybe. He, no. He shakes his hands out. He puts one on your shoulder. You see him kind of squaring up, maybe doing a couple lineups, just making sure he's going to get you right in the nose. He's like, you can't... You seriously, you can't flinch. You can't try to You can't... Okay. And you got five back. seconds. He pulls back. And he sucks you right in the face and right. deals three damage. Oof. All right. Right in your nose. Well, so just kind of like, yeah, I'll just take it in the nose. It's like, oh, God. I'll kind of like <laughs> squit. And, yeah, uh, it hurts, doesn't my nose. it? I'll shake yeah. my head a whole bunch. I'll say, all right. Like, number two, hurry this up. Yeah, you're not going to be so handsome after this. Not that you're all handsome right. or anything. All right. You didn't need you're to ugly. say that then. All right. Yeah, you're ugly and I don't like you. Okay, that's fine. I think he loves you. Shut up. I hate him. One more. Here we go. He puts his hand on your shoulder, squared up another one, and punches you again in the face for, again, three damage. I'll just, like, cock back. God dang it. (laughs) Jeez. You're right, man. I... I apologize for punching you, but geez, the alternative friend was killing you. So, I mean, I really don't feel like he got his hey, roll off constitution on such a bad save. deal. Dax will pull out some of the bandage gauze stuff from his pack and just have it on the ready in case Waltz's nose starts bleeding. 
Did you say constitution save? Yeah. Or is that that'd be a fortitude. Or is it fortitude. Okay, so non-nat 20. Oh, nice. I was having it rolled to see if your nose broke, but your beautiful <laughs> chiseled nose hung in there. Way to go. So yeah, I feel bad for punching you this much, but you guys were literally trying to kill us, and so we could have easily just killed you too. I just broke your nose. I mean, honestly, we literally were just asking for the apples. I think you guys escalated <laughs> that one. To, honestly. All right, that's enough. That's enough. And I'll <laughs> no, grab his he's chair and that I'll we... grab his shoulder and I'll I'll try, push him onto the chair. You push him towards the chairs. Oh, oh, all right. Well, like I, I pulled just... up a chair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You pull up a chair I... for him. He sits down. Perhaps we should threaten him with the digestive poison. And Ryu looks towards the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so coffee, yeah. Tell I'll us what we need to yeah, know. That'd be good. Yeah. No, you've had enough. Well, then I'll take an ale. It's been a no. long day for all of us. Seriously, you left two punches for information. <laughs> this is so ridiculous, guys! I can't help but think it kind of was. Okay, our hold fault. on. Why hold did on. we? Uh, Just hold no, on. One second. I mean, think about think about this from my perspective. <laughs> A day ago, you knocked me out, and you left me. I woke up really thirsty, okay, because I'd been drying out in the sun. I had to walk uh, for a long time. I had to go find Commander Krim, and he yelled at me. It wasn't even my fault, and I wasn't the captain. Then I had to march oh, all the there. way here with no rest, and then I get in another fight, and now you're punching me again, slapping me, and I'm really thirsty, and I'm just wanting ale. Yeah, that's fair. I think we. I think the guy uh, deserves an ale. He's had a rough couple of days. Thank you. Yeah. Can I have an ale? Do it, Des. Let's get this guy an ale. He deserves it. Uh, he looks to Colleen, and she looks disgusted and reluctantly reaches and starts to fill up an ale and slides it. It's like three quarters full, um, just kind of rocks back and forth as she slides it and some spills on the table. You can tell she doesn't care about it. And he picks it up and tilts his head. Thank you. And starts to take a big old drink. As soon as he starts drinking, I just kick him in the chest so he falls back. Oh, what? and it just splashes. <laughs> yes, nice. Okay, you just kick like, him. This is Sparta. He falls back in his chair. The ale spills all over, and he stands up and he goes, "Hey, what's that all about now?" And I run up, uh, grab him by the shirt, and just like pin him up against the wall. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I've had whoa. enough of this. Whoa. Tell us what we want to know. All right, all right. I mean, you of all people should understand the importance of staying hydrated. Enough. All right. My patience. I thought that was a good one. Is gone. Okay. <sighs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even know where he is. I just know he's not here. And uh, yeah. Wait. Then what were That's the two punches it. for? I just wanted to punch you in the face. I hate you. <laughs> you said when he gets back. What? Where? Yeah. So you I don't, don't know, know where the he boss's was. business. I just know he ain't here. He's probably in Kyria. Who knows? All I know is he can be here in a jiffy. I mean, all he's got to do is hop on his drake and stop flapping away. I reckon at most you fellows got mm, two, three days. Then you're dead. So, yeah. And how many days do you think you have? What are you going to do, kill me? I got all kinds what? of information. That would be pretty stupid. I mean, Apparently I know this one not. here is very stupid, points at Waltz. Well, you don't seem too keen on sharing it. Right, uh, have any of you ever been a hostage before? I mean, the only way to be valuable is to have something of value. If I told you everything, then what good would I be? And he does a big toothy grin. Well, if you don't start telling us what's in there, and I'll tap his head, we'll take a look at what's in there, and I point to his stomach. 
And then yes. I push my blade out a little bit. Oh, I actually believe you. Yes. I'm very scared <laughs> of this one. Yes. Can I attempt to like demoralize her? Yeah, or absolutely. With that? Yeah, you could roll okay. a, a intimidation. Sweet. That's a 19 on the dice. And you said intimidation. So 22. Nice. Yeah. You see him uh, look like he's going to try and say something smart. Think twice. You see a little flicker in his eyes. And he swallows and goes, uh, Right, right. Well, I'll share information in exchange for some uh, assurances, of course. What are your terms? Uh, I have to start with one more punch to this guy. <laughs> Real terms. Right, right. Okay, well, number one would be don't kill me. Can we start with that one? Go on. Can we, can we agree on that one, though? Go on. Man, tough crowd in here. <laughs> Jeez, well, yeah, that'd be the first. That'd be actually, honestly, I'd be willing to settle f- for that one. Don't kill me, and uh, perhaps free me. I guess would be if I'm if, if you're open to more discussions. I mean, you guys have you seriously have no problem letting Drake Knights go. I mean, I was counting the bodies out there. It seemed like three or four of them just scampered off. I throw my blade back into its sheath, and out loud I'll say, "A few others have escaped." There's no harm in letting this one go as well, so long as he gives us what we need. There we go. Right. But. I don't feel very assured. Well, you better assure us that your information is valuable. Well, I sort of gave you a big piece of information right off the bat. In good faith, would you say? I told you Sindor's not here, so you guys got a ticking clock and you can run around and do whatever you want. You can go try and stab all the drakes or whatever. I don't know. Who cares? You're going to die anyway. Saying he's not here is like Digsby telling us we are here. <laughs> oh, I <gosh>, I love that. <laughs> right. Only not. First of all, I don't know what you're talking about. Second of all, uh, <laughs> no, that's actually very valuable information because if he was here, you'd already be dead. Since he's not, you got time to figure something out. Perhaps you could get in a boat and sail away. This one might even be able to swim home. And he pats you on the chest, Jules. I just don't react at all. I'm just just Why not, staring really? daggers at him. I thought you were one for theatrics. Seem pretty tense, mate. Enough of this. Yes, yes. Enough of this. Enough of this. He does a little cock of his head. I'll punch him in the gut. <laughs> oh, 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 all right, all right. Hey, see what I'm talking about. I'll with grab these him shirts. by the collar one more time. And I'm feeling very assured here. I'm, I imagine like Azar Keddy have like a almost like a hiss of some kind. Sure, yeah. I, I don't it. know. Mm. You know? Cool. Can you imagine that? Yeah. I imagine I punch him in the gut, grab him by the shirt, and like hiss at him. Whoa. Did not know you guys could do that. Uh, cool. Okay. Sorry. All right. You don't like jokes. I understand. Boring, but all right. I suggest we stop wasting our time. We should send him on his way. You're not one for planning, are you? There's loads more information I could give you. Why don't you take me with you? How about uh, that? Where's the Arkanor? Where's the Orkinor? Wow, you really don't know anything. See, I'm incredibly valuable to you guys. And Dunadast interrupts and says, We already know the Orkinor is on Mount Venu. Okay, well, you know one thing. Doesn't mean you know everything. And we know it's in Scale Keep. Right, yeah, it's in Scale Keep, but you don't know anything about Scale Keep. You've never been there, have you? Uh, no, I'm afraid I have not. See, there you go. You've never been to Scale Keep. I've been to Scale So Keep. what do you know? Well, I know... What do you know of Scale Keep? I know about... I, just, I know where it is. I, I've been in there. I've been there a few times. I can take you there. 
that where you're trying to go? You trying to go scale keep, or you trying to fight the Drakes? I'll look to the group. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Ryu would agree. It's seems more efficient to go after the after the Arcanor. It it might be more challenging, but if we do that, then that takes care of all the Drakes in one fell swoop. We do have options. I risky business the, that <laughs> risky business. I'm considering the terrain of Gainmar as being a desert and. I am familiar with this terrain. And Dax, I understand your home planet is also of a higher temperature climate. It is. We may have an advantage fighting this against is true. this Drake. Yeah. Advantage is not a word I'd use when talking about that Drake there. He is a nasty one. Hmm. Now you're willing to talk. I've been talking the entire time, mate. You're the Tell ones who don't talk. About Desmar. Desma. Well, he's a desert drake. You know, all kinds of electrical powers. One of the only drakes here that doesn't have any inherent weaknesses. And let me tell you, if you get hit by his electricity, say goodbye. Perhaps this. What was your name again? My name? Yes. You never I'm asked. Not looking at you. No, not really. You're kind of like slightly off kilter, but. No, yes, I'm, I'm honestly asking if I am. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, look at, yeah, right here, there you go. You got it. Good job. Yeah. You yeah. never asked my name. What's your name? Ryu. Nice. It's a cool name. I'm Geldir. Geldir. Perhaps you provide a little more value than I initially thought. Oh, smartest one here. Good job. But I must admit, I would consider you a nuisance if we brought you along. And what was that? Frankly, I don't like you that much. I don't like any of you guys. That's not, we're not hanging out because we like each other. We got a common goal. We both want to get to Scale Keep. I want to go home. And you guys want to, you know, try and defeat him or whatever. Both trying to go to the same place. More concerned with the potential inability of me to not kill you. Well, you gave me assurances, did you not? Are you a man of your word? When pushed to the limits, I have been known to do drastic things. I've, yeah, I've seen some of them. They're horrifying. <laughs> so you should know that if you plan to continue demonstrating your value, then we All might right. get along. That's an easy one. Get along. I might do something drastic. All right. I keep being valuable. You don't kill me. How about that? What do you guys think? You know, honestly, I think it's a pretty good deal because I could always just give him some more punches in the face if we need him to be a little bit more quiet than he has been. You tried, mate. I'm not tied up anymore. I'm going to punch him as hard as I can in the face. (laughs) 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 I roll an attack roll now. Yeah, yeah, I will. Knock him out. (laughs) <laughs> 17 that hits <laughs> <laughs> nice uh 3 what, 7 damage you just knock him out cold you punch him square nice. in the face and he just falls backwards hits a table and just completely unconscious <laughs> thank god I was tired of hearing him talk about nothing <laughs> my <laughs> goodness so yeah, that, was, that went on for a long time Look, guys, what's to keep him from killing us the first chance he gets? It seems like a huge liability to bring him with us. Yeah, I mean, uh, we could keep him tied up, uh, especially when we're all asleep or something. It'd be pretty uncomfortable, but I'm sure he'll tire himself out and eventually go to sleep so that we could sleep, you know? I suppose. I can't say I like the idea. So, what is it you guys are planning to do? As it stands, I... I think we have three clear options. Option one, go straight to Scale Keep and try and take out the Arcanor before Sindor returns. 
This is, of course, inherently dangerous. If he does return in time, he will return at full strength. Well, minus the strength of Ragorn. But I don't think we will fare well against him. So it's risky, but it could pay off. Option two. You try to defeat at least one drake before he returns, picking one of the two. Then make your way to Scale Keep. That way, if Sindor does return, he'll only have a third of his drake-oriented powers. Option three. Kill both drakes. Diminish his drake-oriented powers entirely. Give him time to fortify himself at Scale Keep, and face him there, only at his natural power. To be honest, I'm not sure which is the best choice, but I will leave it up to you all. The way I see it, guys, we have to take out the drakes either way. So, what do you say we head to Gainmar and, and Pagos, take out those drakes, and then head to Scale Keep, where we can fight Sindor just as he is? Dax has a point. Even if we take out Sindor, there will be drakes that the townsfolk and the people of Nisserine still have to deal with. I say we fight the drakes first as well. I, the drakes. And what do we do about this guy? We could uh, just take him with us, I guess. And that is where we'll end our session <laughs> with the party. Oh, man. Putting their plan in place and bringing a tag along. So that'll make things interesting. Yeah, for sure. it will. I would not have expected that. Yeah, there's Worst a lot to digest in this Digsby, episode. I gotta say. <laughs> there's oh, a funeral plan. What an episode. Punching each other in the faces. But everybody shut up because we <laughs> are going to talk he about it in the downtime. Not here. Again, if you're a patron, you can hear our downtime episodes where we break down each episode. Just wanted to throw that out there. Anyways, I just wanted to thank my crew because this is a little meta, but this is exactly about 12 hours before we're going to release our first official episode. So up until now, we've just been recording. Oh my gosh, you guys. And we are super excited about it. And it has been so much fun. We've absolutely loved it, but it has been a lot of work and we're just really proud of it. And Mm -hmm. if you're still listening at episode seven, thank you so so much we thank you so just much. truly appreciate you. you i know at the end of every episode <laughs> i thank everyone but like we all here just want to thank you who is listening to this podcast whoever you are uh, however many there are i don't I just thank you so much it means so much to us we're so glad you're part of this community we hope you enjoy it um so yeah check us out on reddit instagram and patreon we would love to engage with you guys more um we're just so grateful to have you And uh, we'll see you next time, mortals.